Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Welcome to Orsini's Uncensored Mind, and now your host, AJ Orsini. Hey guys, this is the main man here, AJ Orsini, and I am here with yet another episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind, and I would like to let all of you know here that when I use the word episode, that this is going to be another episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind, if I'm not mistaken, and I got it in front of me here. This is going to be episode 145. This was supposed to be a Father's Day celebration. I'm supposed to have me and the fellas here uh, talking about how great it is to be dads, how great it is to be fathers. And uh, to be honest with you, I just didn't want to be around anybody else right now. Uh I'm home. I'm in the house of out here recording episode 145. This was supposed to be a Father's Day celebration. The last time I spoke to the guys, I told them I would hit them up with a rescheduling date. I have not done so because I do not desire to do it. Uh, I had an interview that was also lined up. I declined to do that as well. Um, I had an interview canceled on me. So it's been a very weird week when it comes to this show and... Nine times out of ten, when I'm asked before I pull my equipment out to get ready to sit down and do this shit, my wife always asks me, all right, good luck with the show. Do you know what you're going to talk about? And I've had 145 episodes, counting this one, and um, I can only really count on one hand the times where I've just been so flustered, so flabbergasted here um, that I haven't had an answer. And today is one of those days. She looked at me and she said, do you know what you're going to say? Do you know what you're going to do? And uh, no, 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 no idea. No idea, because I know, I know of all the things in which I wish to discuss. I know that I want to talk about pro wrestling. I know that I want to talk about some new stuff happening in the movies recently that's going to be coming out. There's been some announcements made by some theaters about release dates and, and policies and procedures involving health and CDC stuff and how we're entering uh, uh not entering i think we've already entered a phase a second phase here in new york and we're doing better as far as the corona stuff is going of course arizona texas and florida are getting fucked in the a as far as this covid bullshit we're having mask arguments there's a lot of different directions that we can go as far as the entertainment value of this show however it just seems like every week every time i fucking turn around There's more bullshit and more bullshit and more bullshit. I have been alive on this earth for 37 years. I've mentioned that a few times now. I'm pretty fond of my age, so I say it a lot because with age comes wisdom. And part of the wisdom that I am about to bestow upon you is I have been alive for 37 years. I've been a professional wrestling fan for all 37 of those years. And I can say I've been a professional within the industry for about 10 years. And I'm going to tell you this with the straightest face that I could possibly tell it to you. This is the worst year of professional wrestling of my entire fucking life. Ever. 
it's not even close. There's no year I have ever encountered in my entire life that has ever come close to this bullshit. COVID shutting it down in the first place is is was already making it a contender, but now we've got empty arenas. We've got WWE almost intentionally fucking their people over when it comes to disease control and getting them sick. Almost intentionally based on the shit that we've heard about the protocol and everything they've been doing down there. AEW trying to do their best to continue shows. Everyone else shut down. New Japan just recently opened up. I mentioned last week uh, they're having matches for their cup that began this week. Uh, I haven't really followed up on that. More on that in a second as to why because I've been completely busy with other bullshit. As a whole, the quality of the product has dropped tremendously. We're now learning... Not only that fans are very important to the process, they're a necessity. I've said this a thousand times. Without fans, this is wrestling practice. That's all it is. It's scrimmage. It's round robin. It's bullshit. It's flash. It's nothing. It's nothing. I don't give a shit how many NXT specials they come up with in your house, Great American Bash, whatever the fuck you want to do, whatever shiny wrapper you want to put around your box of shit, I, I don't want it. I don't want it. This is the one year of my life, pretty much since March. I have seen the least amount of wrestling in my entire life. And it's having an effect on me. Because it's something that I love, and I feel like something that I love is being taken from me. This isn't something that I'm letting go. This isn't something that I'm making a decision to be rid of. It is being stripped. It is being taken from me, and not just from the big companies. Not just from the big companies. We've had controversy spread out over the last few weeks. Black Lives Matter with the George Floyd situation. We spoke on that. Last week we went two hours live. Hashtag speaking out about the sexual uh, assaults and the rapes. And all of the different things that are being done to not only just the women. Mostly predominantly women of course. But there's some men who've been thrown in there as well. As far as allegations of being messed with and being fucked with over their career. And it just keeps growing and growing and growing. So on the entertainment aspect the business has dropped. To a, uh, a, 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 a backstage element, it has dropped. A perception element, it has dropped. Pro wrestling right now is in the fucking toilet. If you think otherwise, you're lying to yourself. Lying. Wrestling on television has been disgustingly bad. People are phoning it in, and you can't blame them for that. They don't want to be there because of all the shit going down with the fucking COVID thing. With people getting injured left and fucking right. I just dropped my headphone box. Because I pulled on something, and that's the sign right there. I pulled on one fucking thing on my uh, my little thing here, and everything came tumbling down my dominoes. That's pro fucking wrestling right now. That sound you just heard was pro wrestling smacking the ground. This is rock bottom, folks. This is rock bottom shit, and I may be coming off right now like I'm angry as fuck, but I'm not. This isn't anger you're hearing from me right now. It's exacerbation. If you don't know what that means, I'm just sick of shit. I got shit piling on top of me every fucking day, and I'm not alone in this. I'm not unique. I'm not special. All of you are feeling it too. I'm not alone in this. The good people who love wrestling can't have it because of COVID. All the gyms are shut down. There's no ring time. People are itching to get back. For the people who are assholes and douchebags, they're fucking sitting there sweating it out, trying to make sure they don't get called out on the carpet for some bullshit they fucking did. WWE is sending literally people to the fucking hospital. 
This is a joke. This entire business right now is a joke. All the way through. I didn't refrain from naming any names. I didn't pull back on any of the topics that I've been talking about. So I don't feel the need to further it. Because at this point, I'm clout chasing. If I just sit here all fucking day and just point fingers and name names, what good am I doing in the industry with fucking that? There's only but so much of that before it just becomes redundant, don't you think? I got people that I looked up to who I looked up and saw them as veterans and said, yeah, that's, that's the example I want to set. And they're all on their social medias right now, either deleting their accounts or making apology paragraphs. I got people who came into the business that I helped, that I brought up, that I was being the mentor, that I was being the vet for, that are also writing apologies on their social media or deleting their accounts. Because deleting your Twitter unrapes someone, you fucking idiot. All it does is shuts off some of the noise. They're not apologetic for what they did. They just don't want to hear the fucking criticisms. That's another part of this whole deal. The apologies. What apologies? These apologies are meaningless. Hollow. They mean nothing. They're bullshit. Average, run-of-the-mill, copy-and-paste Google malarkey. There's nothing to it. No feeling. No tears. Some of them aren't even fucking apologies. I'll name names. Marty Squirrel's little paragraph was bullshit. He took himself completely off the hook. Everything I did was legal. Everything I did was fine. If you feel different about it, I apologize for that. That's what it was. Why I fa- I, I'm sorry you feel that way, bullshits. Everyone sa- I said it too. I said it too. As a matter of fact, last week I said Jack Gallagher was released because he admitted to it. Or at least that was what I was told. And when I read his actual statement, yeah, he admits to doing something, but he, I, I blacked out. I was completely unaware. Not a single fucking person is taking responsibility for their actions. It's an apology because they got caught. The same bullshit we've been going through with the Black Matter stuff. All these white people calling cops for no reason, harassing people. They get caught, they get fired from their fucking jobs, and they immediately release a statement. I'm so sorry. No, you're not sorry for what you did. You are not sorry for what you did. You're sorry you got caught. That's it. That's as deep as that shit went. You're not sorry for anything that you've done. You're not sorry for anything that you've said. You're not sorry for any of it. You don't think you did anything wrong. And that's the fucking problem with the whole deal. I said it last week, but to be honest with you, I don't think I said it enough. That's why I named this episode what I named it. Change your mental you've got to change your mental that's the only way that this is going to work that's the only way because the people who are being caught with this bullshit truly in their hearts don't believe they did anything wrong well if it's so wrong why did you wait till now uh you 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 told me you wanted this it was completely consensual i didn't do anything wrong Now, on the flip side of shit, I caught some heat, and I'll address it, because there were people who were being accused as of last week who are being exonerated today. Because guess what? There was some bullshit lies being thrown across on that hashtag. 
Because of course there was. Because humanity. Humans are fucking gross. Humans are a fucking disease. So of course in a scenario. Where women are finally being heard for the crimes perpetrated against them. There'd be a few females and a few males as a matter of fact. Who would concoct all these different things. To make sure they got the pat on the back too. It's like being lonely and going to AA meetings for the coffee and the conversation. Never had a drop of alcohol in your life, but you're in an AA meeting, crying it up, getting some hugs. The same thing for people who go to these PTSD meetings. You know, they, they serve behind a desk for military service for three or four years, and all of a sudden they're a veteran. And now they're all at, the, at all the VFWs trying to get hugs from people who lost fucking limbs being in the shit. But they want that hug. They want that five minutes. They want that pat on the back. You're special. And now women who are actually going through some shit. Who actually are speaking up and telling stories about real stories. About real people. In order to get to those stories we have to wade through the shit and the muck to get to them. This whole situation is gross. This whole situation is stupid. I'm bummed the fuck out. I don't want to talk about wrestling. I don't want to talk about entertainment. I don't want to be funny. Because this shit ain't funny. None of it's fucking funny. I haven't made a whole lot of social media posts about it because to be honest with you, I don't think people are taking this seriously even in my own comments. I've been staying away from it. I type some things. I share some things every now and again when I can't resist the fucking urge and it's right there in front of me and I just I can't help it. I just share it out. But the full-on engagement of conversation like I had a week or so ago, I'm not doing it. I wish you guys had access to my social media. I wish I could just put the information out there and all of you can check into my DMs and my messages and hear these and read these fucking stories and hear these fucking stories. I've been on the phone. You know me, guys. I don't like being on the fucking phone. I hate being on the fucking phone, but I've been on the phone with fucking people telling me their story, crying. Frustrated, feeling the weight of the goddamn world on their fucking chest, and there's not a fucking thing I can do about it. I'm exasperated. This is this is overwhelming for a lot of fucking people. I'm not alone on this. I'm not special. I'm not unique in this feeling. Everyone around me is feeling this, and we're all handling it in different ways. And I got to address the other side of it. There's two ways to handle this. There's two ways to handle this. I'm going to talk about the other side first. Then I'm going to talk about my side. And I want to talk about the other side because I, I, I've been public about this. And I'm going to say it on my show. I understand you. I really fucking do. I get it. Because there's some people who got caught doing some stupid shit. But they're here. They're still here. I promise you. They haven't gone anywhere yet. A few people have been fired here and there. But they're not completely blackballed just yet. There's an asshole somewhere, some asshole promoter with a couple bucks in his pocket is going to use this to his advantage, get that 75% discount, get that talent on their show, pop an audience, get a little hate buzz on the internet. They'll be there. And in the process of these assholes wading the water 
and keep and tr- and just treading water until the whole thing blows over, so they can get back into the ring. In the process of all that, we're losing good ones, because the w- the first way to handle all this is disgust. That's the first way people have been handling it: disgust. They're disgusted, and I get you. I'm disgusted. But these people are disgusted to the point where they don't want to be here anymore. They don't want to be associated with this anymore. And again, I'll scream it to the mountaintops. I get it. I fucking do. I understand that feeling. I can understand the feeling of not wanting your name, your lineage, your fucking face attached to a product that's covered in this much shit. I get it. I have good friends who are good people, good wrestlers, give 110% in that ring. Some of them have broken things, sprained things, bled, sweat, everything in that fucking ring for the entertainment of others. And they're packing their gear bags up and they're going home. I've had a few people in my, in my messages tell me, I don't want to do this shit anymore. I'm tired. I got a friend who's a worker who's married to a female who's also a worker. She's one of the ones that came out with the hashtag and speaking out. She was raped years ago, before their time. He didn't know about it. It's one of those things she kept to herself, not because she wants to keep secrets from her husband, but it was such a painful thing. She, she stopped thinking about it. It was just something that happened. And then this hashtag came out and it all came flooding back. And she didn't go out to the public, to the world. She just went to her husband. She had evidence, eyewitnesses, people that put them in time and place, screenshots, the whole deal. She didn't go public, though. All she did, she used the hashtag to give her enough confidence to broach this topic with her husband. Didn't even go public. She kept this in for several years. She went public she, I mean, excuse me, she didn't go public. She just got the courage to go to her husband. That's how powerful that hashtag is. Now, granted, this situation happened to her. She's dealt with it the way that she felt necessary to deal with it. No judgment here. It is what it is. This is the way that she decided to handle her situation. And she told him this, this story with tears in her eyes and a bit choked back. But not down by it. You know, in her own words, she's not a victim of this. She survived it. She's not a victim in this. And she's overcome and she's gone through a lot. Even a little bit of therapy before, again, before his time. But what do you think that did to him? It broke him. It hurts. Just the woman you love and something very traumatic happened to her. And granted, you weren't around, you weren't in the picture. But to see... The words coming out of your wife's mouth and not being able to do anything about it. Because it's already happened. The situation she had to go through. And as a husband, I get that. You are a protector. You are a provider. This is your job. That is your woman. That is your responsibility to make sure that she gets through each and every day of her life as comfortable as possible. And to hear your wife break down and say some shit like this. Raped. By another individual in the business. It's disgusting. You don't want to be a part of it. I get it. I understand. No judgment. And I'm not here to convince anybody otherwise. If you're a decent human being, 
and you want nothing to do with this garbage, I will hold the door for you. I, there's nothing I could say. There, I, as great a fucking promo as I fucking am, I got no words to keep you here. I can't do it because it's bullshit that we even have to go through this shit. I can't change your mind about it. There's nothing I can do. So the second way to handle all this bullshit is the way that I'm leaning. It's the way that I'm feeling about this. And maybe if you're listening, you'll second guess this too. Or not second guess, but you'll second vote this too and get on board with this. Because I am disgusted as well, but I'm using my disgust in a different manner. See, they're using it to alleviate themselves of being lumped in with this bullshit. I'm turning my disgust into anger. Because I said it before for Black Lives Matter, I'll say it here. Anger gets shit done. I'm mad as fuck. Because I will be damned if the shit will remain here, but we constantly leak and, and lose good people. I refuse to be one of these motherfuckers that are just going to sit here and leave this business to assholes who do not fucking deserve it. You do not fucking deserve this. This business is beautiful. When it is done right, when it is done real, this is one of the most beautiful fucking jobs on the planet. Where else can you find a bunch of people crazy enough to destroy their body on a nightly, ba- nightly basis with a fucking smile on their face? Not a big pocketbook, by the way. We're not getting big checks. We ain't making NBA money doing this shit, but we do it happily. Because we do it for the form of entertainment. It's live theater. And we love performing every fucking night. And Rapey McGee over here is going to take the spot of a good-hearted person who puts in the time and the fucking effort to entertain because he's friends with the promoter, because he buys and sells tickets for people. Fuck you. Fuck you. I love the fact that I'm not alone in this thus far because the conversations I've had this week, we are going to start nipping this motherfucker in the bud. That's it. Enough. The day, the, the, the age-old time of telling these old rat stories, knowing some the bullshit. I don't know if I said it last week, but I'll repeat it again if I did. I'm, I, I apologize if I'm repeating myself. I'm not sure. But I was talking about my wife about this earlier today, and it fucking struck a chord with me. I listen to guys like Cornette. I listen to their podcast all the time. And they, I think now that I'm saying it, I, I think I did say it last week, but they tell stories about rats and women and all that stuff with glee, with happiness. In their fucking voices. The raping, the sexual assaulting, the flashing, the dick pics, the talking to underage girls. This is a wrestling tradition. A wrestling tradition that they have kept together for a long time. The good old boys club. Which is another reason why this whole women's evolution shit rubs so many people the wrong way. Because if the women are on top making the money, who are, who who's the one blowing the lower tier b- uh, bitches? Who, 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 who's, where are all the rats going to be if they're all, all making money and making more money than the men and main eventing WrestleMania and selling tickets around the world? Which is what the women do now. 
Before, back in the day, women used to have to blow a few dicks to get a look at maybe a dark match. And today, they're, they're main eventing the biggest shows of the year. I'm mad. I'm not angry as fuck. But I'm disgusted enough to be mad enough to say, that's it. That's it. I've spoken to a few promoters, different states, not just where I'm at here in New York, but a couple of people from different places. They are instituting brand new criterias. I need you to listen up. If you're a worker and you're listening to my show, brand new criterias. We're going to be doing background checks. We're going to be doing references. We want to talk to other people. We want to fucking know about you before you come onto my fucking card. As a talent, I want to be able to communicate with my promoter and have an open line of communication if they're booking me against a guy I don't feel comfortable working with. Do not book me with a rapist. Do not book me against a sexual assault guy. Do not book me against some guy who's saying all kind of wild shit on social. I don't want any part of any of that shit. You book me, book me against a professional because that's what I'm going to be. I'm going to come to your show and I'm going to be a fucking professional. I'm dressed in a suit. We've agreed to money. I want to get your company over. I want to get your talent over. Professional fucking wrestling. This is supposed to be a job. And we're surrounded by fucking people who treat this shit like a side bitch. That's why they're as loose around the women in the wrestling than they are in their real fucking job because it's not their actual money. They're not afraid to lose it. They've got no respect for it because they didn't have the discipline to perfect and to become a professional wrestler. All these fly-by-nights, all these weekend warriors, these are the motherfuckers who are getting everybody else in trouble. Everybody who loves this business and wants to be a genuine part of it are getting fucked by all of these losers who are joining into the business just because as of today, it is so easy to get in. 30, 40 years ago, 30 or 40 years ago, they'd break your legs to get into the industry. Now, you can literally just walk in off the street. It doesn't even require training anymore for people just at least to get started. It's a joke. It's become Far too laughable. Far too easy to get in. There used to be a day and age where I don't give a shit how physically gifted you were. If the boys did not want you in, you would not be in. Period. This everybody, everyone should get a chance. You know, it's wrestling is for everybody. It should not be. Because a lot of people are horrible people. And it shouldn't be for everybody. I think we need to start being a little bit more specific who we give these memberships to. I used to joke about it here on the show. I'm, it's not really much of a joke anymore when you really think about it. It's kind of a real thing now. But the old NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance, when they used to have a committee, and the committee would decide the fate of all the companies. They would even decide whether or not a company existed. You had to enroll with them. You had to be approved. You had to be vetted to own a territory, to own a company inside of a territory. And damn you if you entered the territory against the wishes of the damn alliance. It was monitored. 
They kept track of all the comings-ins and all the goings-outs, and they kept track of all the companies, and everything was copacetic. Vince ruined that. He tried to own all the territories. And now, because he removed the structure that kept everything in balance, here we are. And this is a whole other can of worms, I'm sure. There's a territorial debate that can go. I've heard it go the other way, too. That the, ter the territories would have ended anyway because once the advent of cable television came, it pretty much made it obsolete. There's all these different ways that this argument can go. But my point still stands on the structure of it, the monitoring of it, keeping people out. That's the two words I've been throwing around for forever. Criminal background, excuse me, three words now that I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> Criminal background check. Because for those who are new to the rape and the sexual assault game, we've had a few of them in this industry for a long fucking time. Along with domestic violence, along with stalking, along with a slew of other asshole and dickhead-ish behaviors convicted felons working in this industry and I know back in the day 70s and 60s this was pretty much a ex-con haven but we're in 2020 where women are rampant all around in all of the fucking companies around the world and if these men are not going to be able to control themselves they need to be controlled like fucking animals they need to be told when to eat when to piss when to shit and when to fuck Basically like prison, because that's basically what the fuck that's all about. This industry needs to become exclusive again. Fuck it. There it is. I've said it. That's going to piss people off. I don't give a fuck. This isn't for everybody. Not everybody should be in this fucking business. Period. End of conversation. And if you really, 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 really think that you should be in it, then you should have no problem really, 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 really proving it. Starting from the bottom up. I don't give a shit how many tickets you sell. Work, bitch. Earn that respect. We don't have any of that anymore. So many, so many motherfuckers in the locker room right now who do not deserve to fucking be there. Who did not bleed for this. Who did not sweat for this. Who did not do the, the, the dry cleaning runs and the seats and the flyering and earning and paying those fucking dudes do you hear so much about do you know do you know how fucking frustrating it is to be one of those people to have done all of those things plus the hospital bills plus the road the miles traveled to come to a fucking promotion to be asked to do a job for a guy who just got there like fucking yesterday it's too easy it's too easy and because these guys get it easy, they don't respect this. They don't have a discipline in this. And it's not their major money maker, so who gives a shit, right? Slap a girl on the ass. Send a few dick pics. Ha 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 It's funny. Here's my dick. Look at it. It's a joke. All of it's become a joke. And I would love... I would love nothing more because I've said it twice and I'm going to stop saying it because I, I'm a liar every time I say it. I said it two weeks in a row. Maybe next week we'll get to something else. Maybe next week we'll be able to have some chuckles and some laughs. Maybe we'll get back on the road here on the show. But I don't know. I have to stop saying that because I don't know what a week's time will give us. I have very close personal friends who are in the shit right now. 
who I personally spoke to and told them, you know, because like I said, I've been doing this, uh, been a fan for forever, but physically in the business, working, making towns, doing shit, been doing this for 10 fucking years. And the entire time that I've been in the wrestling industry, I was married to Mrs. O, to, to Steph, to my wife. Been married the entire time that I've had a career. As a matter of fact, I think I was freshly married. 2009 is when we had the wedding. So, yeah, about freshly married. But I was still with her for six years before we got married. So six years of a relationship. Then I got married, and then I started my, my pro wrestling career, technically on paper, because I've got years before that. But I always pinpoint it to about 2010, 2011, right? Pinpoint it to that part. And I had my wife with me all the time. She traveled to all my shows, not necessarily just because to keep an eye on it. I just like being around my fucking wife. And it's a lot easier to explain why it's taking so long to get home from a long trip when she's stuck in fucking traffic with me. It's just easier that way. She's a good road buddy. You know, we listen to the same shit. We watch movies. I don't have to worry. I don't have to wait to get home to get frisky. She's right here. But I had my wife at almost every show, and she wasn't ever backstage. She was either in the seats, or if I was working the show and needed help, she would help with the show. My wife was always around, and I used to get shit for it all the time. What an idiot. You're in the wrestling business. There's women all over the place. Why would you bring your wife around here that's dumb? Doesn't sound so dumb now, does it? Because I'm sitting here chilling. There's not a chance in hell I have a case coming toward me. And if anyone ever thought up enough to lie about it, my wife is the biggest witness that it didn't happen. I was a ring announcer and a commentator for most of the shows that I've worked on. So I'm in the ring or ringside all the time. Basically, in plain view of my fucking wife. So any accusations coming my way, I'm going to laugh at them. Because they're blatant lies. So I'm good. I'm chilling. So for my friends who hit me up trying to complain to me about the situation that they're in, be less shitty. Sorry, friend. I can't get you out of this one. I don't know how many careers I've saved in my 10 years in this industry. Careers, not just shows or bookings. Careers. I have helped, shaped, and saved. But I will not play God on this one. You are going to sink, and I am going to help them fill your boat with water. Do not call me and do not hit me up to try to see if I could advocate for you. Because I will not. Unless I know for a fact you're not guilty in this. Which has happened on two occasions throughout the course of this week. I have advocated for two people because I know they're not guilty. How do you know they're not guilty? It's word against word. I was there at the time of accusation. That's the only reason I stepped up and said anything. Actually, one of the situations I was there, the other situation that came up never existed at all. A friend of mine was blamed or accused of a particular act on a specific date, and we weren't there. And I would know, because I was with the company full-time at the time, and if we had a show there, I would have been there too, and I wasn't. So I know it didn't happen. But those are the two extenuating circumstances 
to which I stepped up to defend someone. Other than that, you are on your own. And I know it sounds dark and fucked up. Wow, AJ, you're going to leave your boys to hang? Yes. Because you shouldn't have been doing the shit you were doing. Friendship don't mean I support you when you're wrong. That is not what that means. You did wrong. I will support you if you accept your wrongness and decide to work on yourself to become a better person. The simple act of me trying to lie to cover up your bullshit because I'm your friend ain't going to fly. I don't know if you're new to me or I don't know if you're new to this show, but I say it all the time. I am a horrible friend because I demand the very best of the people around me at all fucking times. You will hear the truth from me always and forever. If you're a shitty person, I'm going to tell you you're a shitty person. If you're a good person, I'm going to tell you you're a good person. And I expect the same in, in response to myself. I expect you to hold me to the same esteem. We are going to live our best life. That's, what, that's the benefits of being in my circle. We are going to live our best lives because I am going to make sure that I live my best life and you live yours. If you are in my circle and you defy that, you live your life against that, I will let you fry. No questions asked about that. Do we have it all together now, folks? It's on the audio here. I got it on Podbean for life for, for as long as I continue to pay for it. But it's on my laptop, too. So that's for life, forever. I am not afraid to go public with any fucking thought that I have as long as I have thought that thought through. And I have had plenty of time to think about that. I have made that decision clear as day to many people throughout the course of the last two weeks. I will not go public and advocate for you if there is a chance you are guilty. Because I've had a few people, yo, bro, I'm trying to get some, you know, trying to get some leeway here, man. Is there anything you can put up real quick? Just kind of put up a post real quick. Just let them know, man, that that's not me, man. That's not how I am. I'm not going to advocate you. Did you do it? Let's start with that. First of all, my support comes with an inquisition. Did you do it? Did you rape her? Well, I mean, that's the wrong answer. I, I would have accepted no, fuck no, hell no. God damn, dude, why would you even ask that? Fuck no. But if you hit me with, well, or see what ha happened, or, well, I mean, no. Everything after those words, bad. And I'm not going to advocate for it, period. Wrestling as a whole is in the shits. And I don't know if I can keep doing episodes like this. We have uh, a I have it in front of me. <clears throat> uh, a World in Chaos, which was episode 142, which was the Black Matter stuff. Or Cena's Pro Wrestling Classroom, which we talked about some wrestling stuff because that was me trying to get through all this. But it ended up on a serious topic anyway about getting into the business and all that stuff. And then last week's episode, hashtag speaking out. That is almost a full month. Because this, uh, this is another episode that's going to fit into that. So that's four episodes. That's four weeks. That's a full month of just hectic, weird bullshit. And I'm through with it. 
So there is a strong, strong, strong consideration right now for Orsini's uncensored mind to go into a bit of a hiatus, to take a break. I've been going hard for weeks, well over two years, consistent, straight, with the exception of about a week or so ago when I took that week off for the first time. And I don't know. Because in order, I don't want to keep doing episodes like this because, to be honest with you, it's just not easy to listen to. And I'm sure you, we're, we're what, 40 minutes? You're probably bored out of your gourd right now listening to all this bullshit. It's not fun. It's not hip. It's not, there's no music. It's not edgy. We're not doing any cool top tens. We're not doing any debates. It's just me blabbering on about some shit that's going on in everybody's timeline. It's a verbal version of a Facebook, Facebook wall. And I apologize for that. I really do. But I would be not. I, I would not be using my platform to its fullest potential if I didn't verbalize it. But therein lies the rub. Because how many more times can I verbalize shit like this? Black Lives Matter, followed by getting into the pro wrestling industry, followed by speaking out uh, against rape and sexual assault. That's been the last three fucking episodes, and now this one about changing your mental. I can't keep doing these. They're no fun, which was the point of this show. The, f- the point of this show was to be heard because it's fun, and the point of doing the show was because it was supposed to be fun to do. This has not been fun. A month of this bullshit is not fun. I'm through going through it. I'm through going over it. I'm through dedicating all of my time to this. Because to be honest with you, all of the above situations, the Black Lives Matter, the getting into the pro wrestling business and the speaking out stuff, this shit is not going to be fixed overnight. This is going to take generational help. I will not see an end to any of this in my lifetime. But we can begin the process and we can keep moving it forward. I'm done talking about this stuff. I'm making the proclamation here and now. So if it feels from now on like I'm ignoring things, trust me, that's exactly what it is. I'm ignoring shit. Because if I continue to go down this road, I'm going to go fucking nuts. The racism in this industry is out of control. The sexism in this, co- in this industry is out of control, and I'm through with it. So what's going to end up happening is, is I'm going to be working with a lot of different people on a lot of different platforms trying to get some form of normalcy set in on the pro wrestling industry. I'm going to try my best to do my part. There's going to be long nights. There's going to be long conversations with some people. There's going to be some tears. There's going to be some curse words thrown. This is not going to be easy. This is going to be hard. This is going to take a long time to do, and it's going to be hard. We're going to lose money on this one, boys. This is going to suck. We're going to lose a lot of great talent. We're going to lose a lot of great uh, uh, matchup possibilities, good bookings, good cards. We're going to be missing a lot because this needs to take place first. We need to weed the shit out. Then we can put on the best possible show we can possibly do. This industry will not begin to heal if you do not remove the bullet from the body. It will continue to poison the rest of the system until eventual death. So if you have any love for the industry at all whatsoever, jump on the bandwagon and let's start weeding some of these fuckers out. And then we'll be good to go. So again, there's, there's some strong consideration. I, I don't know when a decision will be made, 
probably down to the last minute because I have one week left before I have to start my summer school classes, so I am going to be tied up again for the next few weeks. I have one week left. I am going to take this week to enjoy it. I am going to spend time with my hot-ass wife. I'm going to spend time with my recently graduated. I can't even talk about that on my show. My my son just graduated pre, preschool. Uh, preschool? Pre, pre-K? Pre-K. He's going into kindergarten. My son's going to big boy school. I'm excited. I can't talk about that because I got other bullshit I got to deal with. This is the type of shit I'm talking about. Super happy for my son. He worked his ass off. My son is brilliant. Proud. A proud dad. A proud husband. And I can't do any of these things because I got other shit to deal with who are supposed to be close friends of mine going off and doing stupid shit. I am not one to lend negativity in my home, in my heart, and in my head. I've said that on this show a bunch of times. I don't allow negativity in. I don't. But this negativity is coming from people who were already in, and it sickens me. So they're out now. Simple as that. And they should be out of your lives too. But that's your decision to make. So next week... I don't fucking know. I'm either going to have a a completely different revamped fucking way of doing this shit or I'm not doing it. I'm going to sit back and wait for the fucking wildfire that's taking place, burn this whole motherfucker down, and then I will rebuild it. And I will align myself with other people who are rebuilding it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm leading the revolution here because I'm not. What I am telling you, though, is I'm filing... My paperwork to be a soldier in this army. I'm not the general, but I'm definitely signing up to join this army because I'm through with it. I'm through with it. I'm trying to save the next crop of girls that come into this industry and don't know any better. I'm trying to make the men coming into this industry better than the way that they were coming in. They got to improve, evolve as humans. We need to set better precedent. This needs to change. Not tomorrow. Not in a few weeks. Not when we feel like getting to it. Today. We start the process today. If you're a good friend of mine and you've known me for years and you're guilty of this and you did this, you are dead to me. Simple. If you're not guilty... And you're going to fight through this and you're going to prove your innocence. I'm with you. If you're innocent and you need me to back you up because you are innocent and I am thoroughly convinced you are innocent, I will back you. But if I know you did this, I'm not lying for you. You're dead to me. That's it. So I'm not going to disgrace this, my son's voice and my wife's voice for the end piece here. I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm done. I'm taking a break. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. I'll be back next week. First time I've ever said that. I don't know. I don't know because I am through with the bullshit. So thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you made it all the way through. If not, then at, at, at least you gave it a shot. So I'm happy with that. So. I'm out of here, guys. Hopefully, maybe, I don't know. We'll see you next week.